3: To me, to watch you burn and turn to it's not fit to me to watch you burn. Those days, I've taken back every single memory you've made. I've taken back my own soul. I've taken back my own soul. I've been cheated out of time. burn internally It's not fit to me To watch you burn internally It's not fit to me To watch you burn internally I swear it's not fair I swear it's not fair fair to me I swear it's not fair to me I swear it's not fair to me I swear it's not fair you burn without me
1: Thanks for connecting with The Antidote, where Christian music doesn't suck. Regular listeners to The Antidote know that I get into a pretty diverse mix of styles and genres. And that unquestionably fits tonight's guest, since he creates his art in so many formats. I mean so many styles that his music always comes as a complete surprise. That's why tonight's first song, Burn from Rosemont's 2017 release, Complacent Resolve isn't typical of the band's output, really because none of them are typical. I guess I can keep going on and on about this, but let's hear about the music and its message from Rosemont frontman, Daniel Hassel, and his spoken word track, Forgetting What We Had. Daniel Hassel is the creative force at Rosemont. Daniel, it's good to have you here on The Antidote. Thank you so much. I am beyond excited to be here. I've got something important to ask. Why choose Rosemont for the band name? It must mean something special to you. Uh, Funny
0: enough, it's not all that complicated, nor that well thought out. Um, (laughs) um, At first, I started as a poet, uh, and I went by the name Inflamed Truth, and I was just like, this is very cringe-worthy in some sort of weird form or fashion. And then um, I was just praying one of these days, uh, I think, yeah, it was like 2016 or something like that. And like, I was just like, I I want to start something new. I want to do something with music. And I drove to my old street where I was born here in Detroit. And Rosemont is the name of the street. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is, this is actually really dope. I, I think that's what we'll do. We'll take that and use that. And so that was the start of everything.
1: So now we know that because I always want to start at the beginning. You know, the earliest thing I found from Rosemont is from 2015, the spoken word single, Forgetting What We Had. Yes. It speaks about the dark side of your soul. Seriously, you have an alternate side? No, not necessarily. Um, (laughs) So, like, uh, a lot of my
0: um, poetry, a lot of my writing, actually had a lot to do with... um, just the thoughts and feelings that I had inside about situations that happened in my life, a lot of them pertaining to relationships and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was writing those things, the these were the best expressions that I could come up with that made sense to myself. Not necessarily that could be relatable to somebody else, but something that I could identify with in the best way possible. Admittedly, some of it was over-dramatized because you know feelings and me kind of kind of do that dancing thing between one another where we're just like i feel extremely sad and then i feel extremely happy and like that's just how i am as a whole but sure but yeah typically like whatever i'm actually writing um nowadays is actually like a proper representation of what's going on inside of me for sure
4: My feelings begin to look like fictional stories that you keep on your bookshelf in your bedroom. And that's where they belong. Right there, collecting dust because it's a must that I forget the ones that I trusted from the beginning of time. It's just as dry as my eyes seem to be when I decide to let go of something that I held so close. For a second, I thought you could understand. But your hands didn't part ways with mine. In fact, they were so intertwined that I forgot what emptiness felt like until hatred took its place. I just can't look at your eyes because you'll then see how dark my soul can be and start believing my infected state of mind. My pain will become yours and you will be just as dark as me. So please, just forget me. Forget who I was and who I am and who I tried to be. Leave me in the darkness so no one can see that my love for you was as real as the sunbeams, gracing your very cheeks in the summer heat.
1: Here's something else that I'm trying to get straight. Is Rosemont just you? I mean, I see players in photos from your shows. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it started out just me, and technically the band is still just me. But I also have bandmates that have helped me and build things with me. They're very much the integral parts of this thing that that I started, um, but they are my bandmates for sure. Uh, they come in, they help me out, they do everything like they play the songs that I'm writing. Um, but yeah, when we're talking about the writing process, it is just me. I do go to my bassist to write bass parts, and I'm trying to get with my drummer to write drum parts and everything. Mm-hmm. But he lives in a different state. But that's just another story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We were already talking about your poetry, and you really, truly are poetic. Another track, Heart in a Chest, says, In your hands was a heart, a heart that kept beating, that kept bleeding, that kept creating love and recreating what love was, but could not find the right formula. You really do dig deep, but you also make it sound as if life isn't simple.
0: Um... You know, okay, I'm going to take a moment and just say thank you because, like, <laughs> like honestly, I didn't, I didn't know what I was writing per se. I just knew I was hurt. And so, like, out of that hurt, I wrote, like, pieces of things that I just thought was, once again, just, like, to my credit, like, where I was in that moment and, like, how I felt what I thought would be, you know? Um, so, like, it's just crazy to me that, like, you heard that and you're just like this is actually super solid. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. Um, but yes, to answer your question, yes, no, hundred percent. I don't believe life is that easy. I think life is as tremendous as like most things in life, like, like most things that you go through in life, like you're, you're forever deciding things that will bounce in and out of like yourself, like trying to decide something that will actually be better for you or something that will keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those things do not coincide to one another. So, like, if you choose something that's better for you, you are also taking a risk. But if you choose something that is comfortable to you, you are still taking a risk. And so, like, there's no, there's no, like, level playing field when it comes down to life in itself. Everything is a learning curve.
1: Yeah, so you're saying then that life shouldn't be simple.
0: No, I don't think it it should be, no. I think it makes it more beautiful to understand that you have the potential to make a decision that could alter like how you view something so beautifully. And that's okay because like there's two things I know for sure. Like the Lord is always going to be with you regardless of like what decisions you actually make. Um, Crazy enough, whether they be bad or good, he obviously wants you to choose life, but like he still gave us free will to actually make the decision to, you know, not do that, which is weird. But like, um, as a good father, he's not one to like say, okay, you chose the bad thing. So now you get punished for that bad thing. Like he's, he's one to say, oh, you chose a bad thing. I'm here for you in the bad thing, but then I'm also going to teach you how to choose the right thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so beautiful that he's able to do that because with how we operate as humans, we tend to sulk in the idea that we did something terrible. And then in that we don't get the beauty out of the the mistake.
2: Mm-hmm. We only
0: get the terribleness. We only get the hell. And it's just like, what if we're able to understand that not all of our choices are detrimental to our own existence,
1: rather than just getting sucked down that whirlpool? Yeah, exactly.
4: felt you near just like the breeze stroking up against my skin i desperately searched for you is what i would say but the way you look at me tells me you don't believe me you raise your hands and yell at me begging me to look at the cuts that define our history together but not one of those scars not one of those wounds are mine you turn and there was a chest with both of our names on it you open it and in your hands was a heart a heart that kept beating that kept bleeding that kept creating love and recreating what love was but could not find the right formula you look up at me with desperate painful eyes and said this this is yours
1: The music may be a delicate piano piece, but the message isn't so simple. Heart in a Chest from Rosemont. Let's find out about creating poetry and spoken word with Daniel. When you're doing the spoken word, like, are you performing it or just recording and then putting it out to the world?
0: Um, It was a handful of both things. Uh, That's actually how I started with music as a whole. you could hear like the the loop beats in the background of like each track and stuff um, mm-hmm. but like when I was writing I didn't have the mindset to actually perform it up until I started seeing like Levi the Poet and um, a couple of other poets uh, Jackie Hill Perry um, back then performed their art and I was like oh this is an actual performance thing um, and it wasn't until I realized that you could travel with it Until I met Chris Bernstorff and Josh Mozak, two beautiful friends of mine that like traveled all over the place, just doing this, this poetry thing in front of people in their houses. And I was just like, this is actually insane. Um, I want to be a part of this so bad. So let's try to make that happen.
1: Well, you did make a big change when you brought out the EP Complacent Resolve in 2017. Because you were having music playing a major role. Do you really think that was a like a natural progression?
0: Um, in some ways, I believe it was. So I started playing on drums. Um, I've been playing since I was four. I'm 31 now. Playing music as a whole was just like something I've always wanted to do. I just never knew how to accomplish it. Mm. Um, I didn't start playing guitar until I was like 22. You were an old-timer at that point, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so like, I didn't have the background that most people in the music industry does. Like, I'm literally just learning by the seat of my pants, like, oh, this is how this sounds and stuff like that, And like, I should just write that. Like I said, I wasn't playing guitar up until 22. It wasn't until I was bored playing video games one day, and the Lord was just like, "Hey, man, pick up that guitar your uncle gave you." And I was just like, no, nah, I don't know how to play that. He's just like, no, nah, I'll teach you. It'll be fine. And so, like, I, I got to sit down and play one of my favorite City and Colour songs on guitar for the first time, and and I learned how to play it in a week. And that's when I knew, oh, I could do so much more with this. So I you said
1: do- that God taught you. Yeah. Does God shred? <laughs> um. It's such a goofy, like, thing that it, like,
0: imagined. Um, <laughs> um, no, like, I think he's just so, like, intuitive about, like, who you are as a person that he's just like, oh, wait, here's what you can do with what you don't think you have, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, yeah, like, he, he was just like, hey, man, just look up a video. Whatever song you want, just look it up. You'll be fine. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The best thing about God teaching guitar is that he doesn't charge a penny. That was Joy from Rosemont. I wanted to hear more about the complacent resolve. That's up next, along with the song, Contentment. Hey, I want to bring up something about complacent resolve, and it's the title. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the funny thing about complacency is that it can be positive, but it can also be a negative. So why did you choose that title for the release?
0: Um so it's funny i i kind of pictured you asking this question um <laughs> so like uh i picked this because during this time specifically i was just fresh well not necessarily fresh but i had a relationship in 2010 to 2014 where um it was like a lot of racism and a lot of pain and a lot of like Just overall like overwhelming dread. And I I just didn't know how else to feel about it all. Um, How I view complacency is like it's a very passive thing where it's just like, oh, I'll accept this for what it is because there is no other way I could um, change it. And if I wanted to, there's no different outcome that could actually come out of this because this is just what it is you know Mm -hmm. um and then resolve like literally the opposite end of that it's just like i am completely okay with this like the resolute answer to it is like i have no choice but to be okay with it um and it's kind of represented by the beauty aspect of the cherry blossom uh album art with the fire right um so it's just like, oh, everything I had was so beautiful and everything I also had was very traumatic, but yet this is what it was. I cannot go back and try to fix this. I cannot want to try to fix it. I have to be okay with the end result. And so that's where that kind of comes into play. Yeah, you're right. It, complacency sometimes could be a, neg- uh, a positive thing. Um How I viewed it at the time was definitely a huge negative.
1: (laughs) Something about Complacent Resolve is that you have really personal songs, like the one called Contentment. I've been missing you for days and days, but it wasn't enough. I just watched our hearts become bitter together, and that was enough to break our hearts and tear us apart. Man, it's like your soul is sad. Yes,
0: a thousand percent, yes. Once again, that that entire relationship, you just believed so much that something new or something better could happen, and it ended up being not any of those beautiful things that you wished for. Mm-hmm. And then on on the side of it, it wasn't even you that was causing any type of like discrepancy. It was the other person not giving it their all, not giving you their all. They were just some shell of a person that was that was absent from your pain and like the more you try to express every ounce of what was happening none of it was conveyed or heard for them to understand where you were and so like the lyric says we let the world literally pick at us every single thing that everybody else had to say about us, we let that become the focal point versus focusing on us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so everything that was happening during the relationship plus that just became more and more prevalent.
3: I had a moment in time
1: Rosmont had a similar message on my shadows. My prayers have changed and now. I'm begging God to take these away. These beautiful memories of you and me are torturing. I don't know. Like, have relationships been a struggle for you? These aren't just stories.
0: Yeah, uh, you're right, and that—that's the beauty about what I do. The stories that I write or the songs that I write are meant to prod the questions that many people refuse to ask themselves. When I started this, when I started Rosemont, it was, it was the the main focal point was like, it's a double-edged sword. I was angry at the church. I was angry at people. I was angry at like the people that hurt me Mm -hmm. to the point where like, I wanted them to understand where I was coming from. So what I, what I did was like, I started writing songs that will ask questions for people to understand where they're at. Because what how I believe is that like God works in two ways. He works with you in terms of like just coming to you and being with you and actually helping you. Mm-hmm. Right. But then he also works with your honesty. He also works with your your transparency, your your pain even. And the crazy thing about all of it is that he's asking us to be honest about where we're at.
2: Mm-hmm
0: um so like writing that entire ep to be honest it's just like i'm trying to get my grievances out without lashing out at the people that hurt me because i know at the end of the day if i lash out at those people it's not going to actually heal me so writing like my shadows for example in fact that that song has a double meaning um now so like that song was actually about that relationship and but in 2020 i lost my dad and so the first thing that came to mind, so that song is about regret. And so that was a regretful moment for me because I was an hour away from my father, and I never got to like just go sit and talk with him once again, It's just like the realness that i that I'm trying to convey through my music is, yes, it's all about like every terrible, almost terrible thing that has ever happened to me, right? But I think there's a, an entire planet that has not been honest with themselves about where they're at and how they feel or how they want to convey themselves to other people Mm -hmm. because of this fear of just not being accepted or not being heard or not being uh, understood. And I'm trying to help, I guess in a way help them understand that, Hey, it's okay to be on the outskirts as long as you're willing to be honest still about that in itself hey guys this is daniel hassel of rosemont and you're checking into the antidote
3: Lie right by each other's side and say Thank you Lord for giving us this day But now you've gone away and I stay My prayers have changed and now I'm begging God to take these away These beautiful memories of you and me are such a I could never fake another day in all this pain But now you've gone away And I'm here to play My shadow shadows All I have to
1: My Shadows, another of the songs found on the Complacent Resolve EP. And coming up, I get into a personal question with Daniel Hassel before we hear the song Bones. A moment ago you were mentioning about racism. Mm-hmm. And something I've been curious about, and I'm not trying to be racist here, but being black makes you stand out in the Christian music scene. I mean, the majority of black artists that I speak with are creating rapper hip hop, but that's not your thing.
0: Yeah, I I love these questions.
1: By the way, <laughs>
0: <laughs> these are awesome. Um, no, it's so it's so interesting to me because like I uh yeah like i i don't know what it is about rock music that like procs my ears you know i think it, a lot of it has to do with like my mom raising me and like to be completely fair i have an entire gospel background like that's all i listened to mm-hmm. that's all i that's all i was previewed to as a kid um i had to sneak to listen to Emery because like my mom was like oh that's all that Like demons just screaming on the on the track, and I was just like, "Nah, this song is about like pain. This is awesome." (laughs) Um, But like, no, like it's just I don't know what it is about rock music that I can really delve into and like look at completely differently. Rap music, I think, for me, being raised in the city, being raised in in an environment that like perpetuates in its own self, like the entire you know bravado that is hip hop. sometimes off-putting but like that's just like the culture you can't really tell them ah man this is not is not how it's supposed to be now like years ago when like trying to find my niche in the music scene i can easily say there was a point where hip-hop and stuff was very odd (laughs) um and it pushed that narrative a little bit harder Mm -hmm. um the perpetuation of like that culture, that, that vibe. Um, But nowadays I'm seeing that hip hop actually has a lot more like Kendrick Lamar's latest album was just all about mental health. And it was just why, like what makes me mad about that? And this is just an off kilter thing. What makes me mad about that album uh, is that people are seeing it or listening to it. And they're like, ah, we can't vibe with this. And then I'm listening to it, and I'm like, "Yo, lyrically, this dude is like talking about things that all of us are going through, and no one is seeing that." Really? Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Like, um, so like this is the back and forth that I have with hip hop, and I'm so sorry, I'm totally going off topic. But like the back and forth about it is that you have the capability of writing something so beautiful, and like that actually. Will proc somebody's entire existence, like to think on a completely different plane, right? But the culture that is set in the hip hop industry is a bar so low that if you meet it, you're good to go. Like when Kendrick Lamar came out with that album, and I'm not saying he's the bar, because to be honest, like there's a, plenty of other artists that can do it infinitely better. Like when he set that tone that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking for when it comes down to music. Like Mm. the, the things that will proc your ears, the things that will like grab you in and tell you something that you've never heard before or a perspective that you've never heard before. And I think when I was introduced to rock music, that's what I was introduced to. Like it was just, Oh, you can play a really beautiful melody and give it, all of its brutality in the one song and like your lyrics coincide with every single note and it's just that excites me beyond measure whenever i'm able to write songs that's what i get
1: you're just describing your song bones (laughs) because it's definitely post-hardcore
0: yeah like a lot of um, influences from a couple of my favorite bands like moving mountains lo this one Emery. emory is literally the reason why i write the songs that i write really yeah because they they taught me how to be a believer and how to be sad at the same time <laughs> 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 so yeah like that was a beautiful like contrast in itself but yes
1: Pretty similar to what's also heard on Embrace. You know, the lyrics are tough to listen to. I've watched you replace yourself with your own hate. Isn't that kind of extremism pretty common nowadays?
0: It is. um, So, like, the way I view it is, like, if you actually heard how people think, that wouldn't be the oddity. Like, genuinely, people deal with depression and, like, anxiety and stuff like that all the time. And the thoughts that they have are like, literally just go into everything. That's a form of hate. That's a form of like disdain for themselves. And so like, um, yeah, when I'm writing that, in fact, like the, uh, the, the lyrics with the, the, all of the instruments going on, it's like, um, I found you creating, I don't even know my own lyrics. That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to help you out here? Yeah, go for it. The, um, something about wombs. Here we go. Oh yeah. You formed wombs to create reasons for your disdain. And I found you covering your own blame. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just that's that's real. I believe it's an honest take on how people think of themselves, how they some people, I will say. Some people think of themselves, some people suffer on their own. Like the the perpetuation, the continuous like recycling of like their own thoughts. And how they um, create other reasons why they should hate themselves. Like, it's so convoluted. I do this on a daily basis. Like, I'm an overthinker. And I give myself reasons to not love myself even better than I did the other day. But yeah, that's where that comes
1: from. So that's really a trial in your life then. Mm -hmm. Having to deal with that, with yourself actually creating that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. In the end of it all, what ends up happening is just that your impatience for getting better or your your anticipation for being someone that that you think you should be, um, the answer to all of it is giving yourself grace and understanding that there is a point in time where maybe you're not going to be in the right space that you think you should be, but at least you're okay right now. And you could grow to fit in the space that you want to be in
1: that's a hard thing to do is to give yourself grace right and that's that's an everyday challenge
0: 100
2: i
3: watched you replace yourself
1: one of my favorites from the discography of Rosemont. With its post-hardcore style is the single, Embrace. Next time on The Antidote, we'll pull in a fresh set of new singles. We'll also have a return visit with Martin Smith. He's probably better known for his role in The August Guns, but his new solo project, Empty Smith, is pretty likely to top everything he's done in the past. We're also joined by Bathsheba Tolbert, who gives us a walkthrough of her music journey and her absolutely perfect new single, Ain't Nothing Wrong. Another of the standout songs from Rosemont is Canvas. Let's hear about that from Daniel, and be sure to come back next time for more from The Antidote. You know, it took the new EP Lost in Thought and the song Canvas for me to finally clue into Rosemont style. I painted my heart with your skin, yet I still can feel the void within. There I am as a man with no reason to love you as much as I do. Now, you got to be honest with us and admit it, that Rosemont is actually an emo band. <laughs> we,
0: we are. We are. And that's, that's all. Like, it's it's cool. Like, I love it. That is a hundred percent the truth. Like, Rosemont is an emo band,
1: and does emo need to come back? You as the leader? Oh no,
0: <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, whoever wants to team up and like storm the gates of like the music industry with that, then let's go. I'm so for it. Um, but nah, I don't think I don't think Rosemont needs to be the head of it. But if we are, then great. That's cool.
1: <laughs> in one of your messages to me you told me that these songs were the journey of rosemont so you're gonna promise me that your journey isn't finished yet
0: oh no like i'm i'm writing right now i'm writing an entire new ep with brand new sounds um embrace is being is going to be on that ep but because that was the start of it all but yeah like we're not done we're not done
1: not for a long shot and you're going to send me that EP before anybody else gets to hear it. I will
0: I will definitely try to make that happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Daniel, I want to thank you for your time. It's been really cool to hear about Rosemont. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's been an awesome time answering all these questions.
2: Soy Dios